This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Did you ever go out to your mother's rose bush and, and you saw the most beautiful rose and so you reached down for that beautiful rose, but instead of getting the rose, you get a thorn in your finger. Ouch, that hurts. There's so much pain in our world. Not just pricking our fingers, but pricking our hearts. And we want to talk about our suffering world today on getting to know your Bible. Let, let me encourage you to stay tuned. Now, on getting to know your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And in order that you might know more about the course and how you can receive it, let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580, or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. If I were to ask you to name the one person that you read about in the Bible that's known for suffering, I have an idea that almost everyone would say the same thing. You'd say, well, it has to be Job. And I think you would, have to, you would be exactly correct. We want to think about a passage or two from the book of Job to begin our study today of a suffering world. So I'm going to be reading from Job chapter 2 and verses 7 and 8. So, Job went, so Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore balls from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took a potsherd to scrape himself with all and he sat down among the ashes. I want to think about those two verses before we move on in our lesson. And I want you to imagine Satan tempting Job and testing Job with boils from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. You ever had one just in a small place on your body? How painful that was. Can you imagine having those all over your body everywhere? Job was in pain. And the fact is, pain is everywhere. Sometimes pain comes suddenly, unexpectedly. So sometimes it comes gradually over a period of time. And sometimes pain can be self-induced. Well, there, there are many things that we can do that, to ourselves that result in having pain. And sometimes pain comes because we're just, well, we're just careless. Maybe you have made a careless step going down a pair of stairs. You slip, you fall, you're injured. It results in pain. Sometimes pain comes because of accidents. Uh, 
I know of a fellow gospel preacher who was uh, preaching in the, the state of Virginia, and he and his wife were riding a four-wheeler, no doubt just enjoying the afternoon. But then there was an accident. It left her injured. It left him paralyzed. You see, accidents can bring pain. There are so many people in our world that are not as well off as possibly all of those that are watching this telecast right now. So some of them don't have enough food to eat. Starvation can bring pain. And what about our homes? Sometimes we have problems in our homes and the home deteriorates. Finally, it is a, we call it a broken home. You talk about pain. Over the years, I've talked to so many people who are going through problems with their families, husband and wife not getting along, maybe the children having problems. You talk about pain. You talk about pain of the heart. You see, that's the reason I'm telling you. Pain is everywhere. It's all over the world. It's just not something that's confined to, to America. People all over this globe suffer pain. Man enters into this world with a cry, and he leaves the world with a sigh. I want you to imagine this if you can. Imagine that you're Job. And imagine that you have these balls on your body. That they, they, are, they, are, they are causing you possibly to itch. I, I think that is suggested that that might have been the case in, with Job because he would take a piece of broken pottery and he would use that to scrape himself or to, to, to possibly because of he was itching all over his body. You know, sometimes we have something that may, may cause us to itch, maybe in just one place. Uh, not, not long ago, I had a place on my hand that it would just itch. Almost drove me crazy. And, but can you imagine that all over your body? Folks, Job hurt. Job was in pain. And our world is saturated with pain. And it results in hospitals that are just completely filled to capacity. Pain results in, in people that become invalids. It results in people that become uh, addicted to various things such as alcohol, such as uh, opioids. There's so many things in our world that, that bring out pain to us. But have you ever thought about it? As bad as pain is, it can be a blessing. Have you ever thought about living in a world where there was no pain and what that might result in? There was a man by the name of Robert Wadlow, allegedly the world's tallest man. But Robert Wadlow had no feeling in his feet. And because of that, when he got a sore on his foot, he did not know it until it was too late. And because he had no pain, could feel no pain, 
had no feeling, it eventually resulted in his death. So as bad as pain is, pain can be a blessing. Just suppose you didn't have the ability to feel pain. Or a person might stick their hand in a, in a motor somewhere and it ripped their hand off and they not even feel it. Pain is bad. But just suppose, just suppose we couldn't feel pain. I was preaching in a little rural church one time in a revival meeting. And one of the men all week long had complained and complained about how bad he felt. And I'm sure he did. He was an elderly man. And, and this little rural church was positioned right beside a cemetery where some of their members were buried. And so one night as he was complaining, I said to him, Brother, thank God for pain. I said, you know, they tell me that those people over there in that cemetery don't have a pain in their body. As bad as pain is, I've experienced a lot of it in my lifetime. But as bad as it is, it is a blessing. It lets you know, hey, I'm still alive. Now, pain and suffering are sort of a paradox. Pain makes us miserable, and yet we're thankful for it. Pain is something we don't like, and yet... Pain serves a purpose. Pain is something we want to get rid of. We want to rid ourselves of pain, and yet we want it because we need it. We fight it, and yet we thank God for pain. Well, how widespread is pain and suffering? If, if you were to sit down and try to explain to someone how many people are there in the world that are, are, are hurting and suffering? I think there's a consensus we would reach. People all over our planet hurt and suffer. You know, we read about that in the book of Job, Job 5 and verse 7. That verse says, Man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. I used to read that verse and I would wonder, what does that really mean? That man is born under trouble just like the sparks fly upward. But then I noticed one time, as someone put logs on a fire in a fireplace, that on the outside you could see sparks coming up the chimney and going out into the open. And it's just as certain that as sparks fly up from a fire, it's just that certain that man is going to experience a certain amount of pain and suffering in this world. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You say, Brother Lambert, I know exactly what you're talking about because that, that's where I am right now. So some of you have, may have a lot of physical problems that you're dealing with that cause pain. 
I recently got a letter from someone who watches Getting to Know Your Bible. And in that letter, this, this woman enumerated all of the different people in her family that had some kind of difficulty that was causing them pain and suffering. I'm telling you, it's everywhere. Job 14 and 1 says, A man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. And however long we have in this world, we're going to endure a certain amount of trouble. Now, you may try to avoid it. You may try to get around it. You may try to say, well, it doesn't exist. But the fact is, all people at some point in their lives are going to suffer. And I think that's one of the reasons that, that we need to be a lot more understanding of people that suffer. Because someday we're going to be in the same place that they're in. In my work as a gospel preacher, in dealing with people for more than 50 years, I've seen a, a lot of pain. I've seen a, a lots of suffering. And none of us is exempt from it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul said, as long as we're in this body, we're going to have suffering. We that are in this body do groan. We groan because of that suffering. And I don't know of anything that we can do about it. I don't know of anything that you can do about it, that I can do about it. Let me mention some who suffered. Jesus suffered. Now you talk about suffering. I don't think any of us will ever suffer like Jesus suffered. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8 and verse 9, there the Bible says that though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. The things that Jesus suffered helped him to be obedient to his father. And he was obedient. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, My meat is to do the will of Him that sent me. That's obedience. And Jesus Christ suffered in His life. Now think about the ways that Jesus suffered. First of all, He suffered rejection from His own people. That hurts. I've talked to people who are rejected by their families. They, they are suffering. They hurt because of that. Jesus was. He came to His own. His own received Him not. John chapter 1 and verse 11. How that must have hurt. The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. Jesus Christ suffered. And then you think about Jesus being betrayed by one of the persons that He called friend. Have you ever had a friend to betray you like Jesus did? Folks, He suffered. He suffered. Before he ever got to the cross, he suffered. And, and then think about being taken from one mock trial to another, being ridiculed, lied about. A, a great lawyer of another century said that, that the trial of Jesus was one of the greatest miscarriages of justice known to man. And then think about Jesus being scourged they think about Jesus having to carry His own cross to Calvary. 
and think about Jesus being nailed to the old rugged cross. Jesus knew and Jesus knows what it is to suffer. You say, you say, well, nobody understands me. Jesus understands. Let me tell you the reason Jesus understands, folks. He's been there. You ever had a pity party? You ever get to think, you know, feeling sorry for yourself because you're going through some hard time? We've all done that. Let's just go ahead and admit it. We've all done that to some extent at least. But you say, nobody understands me. But Jesus understands if no one else does, He does. He knows what it is to suffer. The Apostle Paul suffered. He wrote about his suffering in 2 Corinthians 11. He talked about being scourged. He talked about being stoned. He talked about being in a shipwreck, he, about a day and a night in the deep. He, he talked about all the various perils that he endured in the wilderness and the city among his false brethren. Every, in cold, he's been in nakedness. Paul knew what it was to suffer. You see, there are people before us who have had a lot of pain and a lot of suffering. And, and so there's not a one of us that is exempt from it. You say, well, Brother Lambert, I'm trying to live the best life I know how to live. And it just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't seem fair that I'm trying to live right, I'm trying to do right, and in spite of that, I still have so many problems, and I, I hurt. I've had people to tell me that. I just hurt. My heart hurts. And sometimes a preacher is somewhat at a loss as to know what to tell people. But I think about a passage in 2 Timothy 3.12, and it helps me all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. We're going to suffer. Sometimes we suffer persecution. That's another form of suffering. We may suffer persecution because we say, I believe in Jesus. There are people in other parts of the world who have given their lives. I'm talking about in the 21st century because they refused to renounce their faith in Jesus. You see, suffering is everywhere. There's not a single person on the face of this earth that exempt from it. But when we suffer, we're merely following in the footsteps of our Lord. We're to follow in His, His example. And Jesus suffered, bled, and died upon the cross of Calvary. There isn't anything that I put up with in this old world that can compare what Jesus did. And so our suffering is light compared to His suffering. And folks, as long as we are in this fleshly body, we're going to suffer. Somebody says, but I want to ask a question. Why do we suffer? I think about a passage in Judges, the sixth chapter in verse 13. And Gideon was asking this question. If the Lord be for us, 
Why then is all of this befallen us? And he was talking about what the Midianites had done to them. If God is really on my side, why is this happening? If God is on my side, why am I having all of these problems? Well, let me tell you, first of all, it is not wrong to ask that question. It's not wrong to ask that question. Jesus did. You remember Jesus was on the cross and, and among the seven sayings of Jesus was this, My God, my God, why, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus asked why. I suppose if there's one question that I've never been uh, able to answer adequately, is a person asking why. They have a baby to die. And they want to know why. Why did that happen? They, they, they lose a job. They want to know why did that happen? They, they have some disease, some debilitating disease, and, and they want to know where was God? Why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? Well, it's not wrong to ask why, but I cannot adequately give you a good explanation for that. Job even asked why. In Job chapter 3 and verse 11, he said, Why died I not from the womb? In other words, why, didn't I, why wasn't I stillborn? Why did I not give up the ghost or die when I came out of the belly? Job wanted to know why. Maybe rather than our trying to find out the why, why don't we try to focus on uh, the, the uh, fact that there is pain and suffering in this world and what God is going to do to help us deal with that pain and suffering. Question, why do people suffer? I think trying to explain that's one of the most difficult things in, there is in all of the world. Because as I have already said, it's common to all of us. The book of Job, in all probability, is the oldest or the most ancient book of the Bible. Suffering was present in the days of Job, and suffering is present today. And one of the things that we, we, we learn soon after doing a telecast like getting to know your Bible, as a result of the responses we get, the letters we get, the emails, the telephone calls, that people are interested in knowing why they hurt. Some are suffering physical illnesses, a sickness, pain. Some are just suffering from being old, just old. And there's a lot of pain that goes along with that. Some suffer emotional ills. They have heartbreak. They have a loss of a loved one. There's a divorce. There is family problems, financial problems. I don't know of anything that causes any more anxiety, 
frustration and hurt than when a, per when a family is going through financial problems. Now that's one of the key things that sometimes if a family is not able to deal with it properly, it can really cause the breakup of a home. You see, there's so many things that, that get to us emotionally, and those things hurt. And uh, maybe you say, well, Brother Lambert, I'm not dealing with any of that. I, I'm, I'm doing pretty good right now, but I can promise you one thing. You know someone who hurts. I want you to just sit down and think about all your friends. They think about the people you go to church with. Think about the people that you work with, go to school with, the people maybe that you associate with socially. Some of them are hurting. I've said this publicly on several occasions, and I, I'm, you know, there are a lot of things you might later change your mind on that you say one time, but I don't, I don't plan to change my mind on this because I believe it with all of my heart on any given Sunday morning. Any given Sunday morning, there is a broken heart on every pew. Folks, this, this world is not always a bed of roses, is it? You see, sometimes we have to come to grips with reality. The reality is there's suffering in our world. But one of the things for which I am grateful, there was one who suffered the death of the cross that we might not suffer eternally, and that was Jesus. He gave himself for us that he might redeem us from this present evil world in order that we might be uh, right with Him and be prepared for eternity, we need to put our faith in Him. We should be willing to repent of our sins and confess our faith, to be baptized into Him for the remission of our sins. Our Lord said, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. I want to thank you for watching Getting to Know Your Bible today, and may I encourage you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And also right now, pick up the telephone. Call right now for the free Bible correspondence course. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.